Yo, today's QOT is it takes guts. And if you haven't got guts, you don't deserve to win. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quarter of the Day Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Bob Proctor on the show today, and I love today's clip. You know, um, in book club, the first segment that we do in book club is something called gains, right? Gains with a Z at the end. And the last couple of weeks, so what we do in gains is we share, you know, how we've gotten better than we were, how we're better than we were the week before, you know, a leap that we've taken a big leap, a small leap, like something that we have to celebrate because you want to celebrate the small wins on your way to whatever it is that you want. In the last couple of weeks, some of our gains have been (laughs) a couple of our book clubbers. They've said, I launched my product. I launched my course. And it's like, yes, you launched your course. And they said, but nobody signed up. And the thing is, is that we're celebrating that. We're celebrating the fact that they launched their course and nobody signed up. And you might think like, nobody signed up. Like, why are you celebrating that? Because they launched. Because they actually did it. And once you do something, you know that you can do it again. And the fact that they're celebrating that as a win, as a gain, says so much about them and their character. Because they know that the next time they do it, they're going to get better. And the next time they do it, they're going to get better. And the next time they do it, they're going to get better. Little by little, a little becomes a lot. But most people aren't willing to fail the first time. And that is so huge. They are paying the price, as Bob talks about here. And since they're paying that price, because they're paying that price, they are, they are sure to win big down the road. But they didn't make it about themselves. They didn't go, oh, you know, nobody bought it. No, they celebrated it as a win. That's, that's man, that's, that's huge. And when you can do that, when you have the guts to go out there and to be seen and be heard and say, hey, guys, I got something for you. Hey, sign up here and nobody does it and you don't get down on yourself. Ooh, that's when you take a huge step in your life. So I'm super proud of you. You know who you are. Keep doing it. Here's Bob. This is really where it starts. Um, you look over at page nine. Self-confidence is the first requisite to great undertakings. Before Cynthia could do what she's done with the foundation that she has, she had to get to know Cynthia a little better. Sandy had part of the story right here today. She said it was in the 60s. It was actually in the early 70s. And it wasn't in Toronto. It was in... Chicago. It was 1973. I had already been in the business since 1968. 
I had been studying the material since 1961. And I took a pen and I made up my mind I was going to do something very big in this industry. And I decided I would build a company that operated all over the world. And today, we have the room full here in Los Angeles, but we've got offices and we've got kitchens and cars and people in 124 countries. It started in here. I had no clients. I had absolutely none. But I had an idea, and I had an awareness that the Wright brothers got the plane off the ground because they believed they could get the plane off the ground. I had the good fortune of working with Sir Edmund Hillary. The only difference in Hillary and me or anybody else that I could see was his size and his ideas. He believed he could stand right on top of the world, and he and Tenzing Norgay did just that. Nobody had ever done that up until then, but he believed he could. If we stop and think of the people that have gone before us, yet some of the things they've done, we've got to get this straight in our head, they're exactly the same as us. There is not that much difference in us. The difference is just in appearances. That's all. Some of us are men, some are women. Some are tall, some are short. Some are fat, some are thin. Some have been in school for many years and some have never seen the inside of a school. None of that makes any difference. The same power flows to and through us. Yet if we've got an image of it, it will move into form if we have the confidence in ourself to get out there and do it. Self-confidence. I believe in me. I believe if I keep going, I'll learn more. I believe if I make a decision, the way will be shown. If I make a decision, but if I don't make a decision, the way will not be shown. I'll keep looking at what I can see right now. I'll never see more than I can see. If it doesn't work out right, that's too bad. Here I am, making a decision I was going to teach this all over the world. I was given an award here one time, I don't know what it was for, but a few years ago. And my brother heard about it. He lives out here in Southern California, and he phoned and congratulated me. He says, you know, you really deserve that. He says, my God, anybody to do what you've done. He says, I remember one time, we would do what we call a preview meeting, where we would hold a meeting. Every week we held the meeting. And we'd have maybe 100 chairs sitting in that room, hoping somebody would come and sit in them. Yet we'd talk to everybody about we're doing a meeting. Yet he said, we were all excited because someone got the head of training at IBM to agree that he would come to the meeting. We had 100 chairs in the room. He said, and he did come. In fact, he was the only one that came to that meeting. But he said, you got up and put on a presentation as if the room was full. 
I remember one time David Nightingale, Earl's son, he was on my staff. We rented a theater that would have made this room look really small. And it had a balcony, and it had a stage that had an orchestra pit. If you ever fell off, you'd kill yourself. It was so far down. There was thousands of seats. And this was in the days when you do a mailing, you know, you'd print it, and you'd stuff envelopes, and you'd lick the envelopes, and you'd lick the stamps on, and we got a mailing list of 20,000 people, and we did it in Boston. I don't know how the hell we did it in Boston. We were in Chicago. But we mailed 20,000 people. And I'm walking back and forth in the stage wondering, looking at this place, and I thought, geez, I wonder if it's big enough. 20,000, David, what do you think? I don't know. I hope it is. He said, we do have the balconies. And I said, yeah, I know. Six people showed up. And they didn't come together. One was sitting here. One was sitting back there. Another one over here. And I'm backstage, and I could feel my heart. Boom, 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 boom. God, he's going to go back and tell us, Dad, we blew this. Have you ever been in a situation where your legs are running like hell and you're standing still? <laughs> Have you ever been in a... That's where I was. I'm backstage, my heart's pounding, my legs are running, and I was standing in one spot. I wanted to be anywhere but backstage in that theater. And David kept coming and say, Bobby, are you going to do it? I'm thinking, i got to do it. I can't not do it. There's people there. I said, how many's there now? He says, six. <laughs> so I went out, and I did the meeting as if the room was full. That was what he told his dad. And Earl congratulated me for doing that. There's not many people could do that. And there probably wasn't many people that could do that. I come that close to dying before I did it. <laughs> but I did it. If you're not prepared to pay the price, <laughs> if you're not prepared to pay the price, you don't deserve the reward. It's that simple. I understand one thing. If you're enjoying great success, you have paid the price. There's no free lunch. We've got to know that. You've got to believe in you. And I'm going to tell you something. The more you write with your other hand, the easier it's going to get. And the more you stretch and go after the big R idea, the easier it's going to become. And you'll look further. And you'll earn more because you deserve more. If you don't deserve it, you won't get it. And if you do get it, it's very short-lived and it'll be gone, along with everything else. It takes guts. And if you haven't got guts, you don't deserve to win. It's that simple. It doesn't mean that you have to work hard. It doesn't mean you have to put in long hours. Keep when they were just saying to do an extra four million, and they were gone for a month.
I'm just saying. Michael Gerber says, if your business requires your presence, you don't even have a business, you have a job. He's right. Look at When we talk about paradigm shifts, we're looking at two things. We're looking at where we are and where we're going to go. It's not hard to see where we are. Just get super honest and look at where you are. Then say, am I letting that control me or have I got a very clear picture of where I'm going and I'm, I'm acting like I'm already there? That's what William James said. He says it's the actor's technique. This is it. These are the two things we need if we want to create wealth. And when you create wealth, that'll enable you to do all kinds of things because that's what wealth's for. If it's so simple and so obvious, why are so many people stuck? You've got to ask yourself that. Why are so many people stuck? And listen, there isn't just a few stuck. There's a lot of people stuck. I mean, we're talking about 90-some percent of the population. Yet some of them are absolutely brilliant, but they're getting the same results every year. They can't seem to get that bank account up where they want it and keep it there and build. Why not? Are you letting the paradigm control you? Are you letting your results control you? I could see the room full. It didn't matter how many were there. It didn't matter how many times I died before I did the meeting. I would mentally see that room full, and that's the way I'd go and put the meeting on. See, I used to think the problem was there, no goal. That's not the problem. That's not the problem at all. The problem's down here. The problem is where we are. This is the problem. Most people don't understand this. We're where we are because the paradigm is in control of us. That was Bob Proctor. His website is ProctorGallagherInstitute.com. Today's clip comes from my personal collection of Bob Proctor stuff. It is from Paradigm Shift 2017, which is unavailable on the YouTubes and stuff. All right, that is it for me. Hey, get signed up for the free class that I'm teaching next Tuesday, May 25th, 5 o'clock Pacific time, 8 o'clock Eastern time on Zoom. It is called Three Things the Finance Gurus Never Tell You. How to take control of your finances without skipping lattes, working more hours, and feeling like you're missing out on life because sometimes improving your financial circumstances can make your life really suck. It's like, oh my God, I'm sacrificing everything. I'm going to show you how to create financial abundance without sacrificing everything on the outside. 
right? We're going to work on what's going on on the inside. So get signed up for that at freemoneyclass.com. Again, that is freemoneyclass.com. When you sign up, you will get the limited time recording of the class. And so, and also we open up enrollment for Money Mind Academy uh, summer semester, which begins our first class is going to be Tuesday, June 1st. All right, my friend, I will see you tomorrow. Who we got tomorrow? Oh, we got a brand new speaker, Angela Duckworth, the author of Grit. I'll see you then. Peace. Thank you.